Good morning, and welcome to the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. With the always evolving world of cyber threats and defense, you need a source you can trust. FBI retired Special Agent Darren Mott guides you through today's intricate cyber landscape and brings you the latest headlines and insights and what it means to you. Let's dive into today's cyber news. Good morning, friends. Monday, February 26, 2024. This is the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. I am your host, retired FBI Supervisory Special Agent Darren Mott. I thought it was going to be a light weekend of news reporting. It is not. I have several, how many tabs I got open here? Eight? Eight? I have nine, actually. Nine was, the ninth one was just something I looked up before I got on, so I didn't sound stupid when I talked about it. But uh, there are eight stories to talk about, so we'll get to them real quickly and get on with the rest of our Monday. First one is from the register.com, Brandon Vigley Arolo reporting. Judge slaps down law firm using chat GPT to justify six-figure trial fee. And I found this one just to be amusing to talk about because it shows the stupidity of people and when especially lawyers. So there you go. Use of AI to calculate legal bill utterly and unusually unpersuasive, said the judge. You'd think lawyers, ostensibly a clever group of people, you would think, would have figured out by now that relying on chat GPT to do anything related to their jobs could be a bad idea. But here we are yet again with a judge rebuking a law firm for doing just that. The legal eagles at New York-based Cuddy Law tried using OpenAI's chatbot, despite its penchant for lying and spouting nonsense, to help justify their hefty fees for a recent one trial, a sum the losing side is, the losing side is expected to pay. New York City Federal District Judge Paul Engelmeyer, however, rejected the submitted amount awarding less than half of what Cuddy requested and added a sharp rebuke to the lawyers for using ChatGPT to cross-check the figures. The briefs basically cited ChatGPT's output to support their stated hourly rate, which does depend on things like the level and amount of research preparation and other work involved. And there's a little more to this if you want to, hear, if you want to read it and laugh a little bit. But it makes the point here that ChatGPT is a simply a tool and not a tool you should rely on for everything. Heck, I'll be honest with you. I use it for stuff, but I go through the stuff that I have and make sure that what I'm saying is still correct and accurate and not just bland, blindly taking the results and going with it. So, I mean, again, it's a tool. It's a good tool, but use it wisely. And if you're in <laughs> for stuff like this, for law stuff, I wouldn't want my doctor saying, hey, ChatGPT, tell me how to remove this guy's appendix. I certainly would not want that. So, I mean, there's there's reasons you can use it and reasons you should not use it. For these lawyers, this was one of those reasons not to. So a funny story. Anytime you can dig on lawyers, why not? For the lawyers listening, my apologies. Cybernews.com. This is not a shocking headline, but it's one that I figured would come. And here we go. Lockbit still shows signs of life. New ransom attacks are reported. This is from Cybernews.com. Stephanie Shepard reporting. Multiple attacks using Lockbit ransomware are seen in the wild targeting two critical exploits ex revealed earlier this week, affecting mm -hmm, ConnectWise Screen Connect remote access software. This, as the gang claims, it's in the process of regrouping something I believe I said on Friday in my op-ed. Even after an unprecedented takedown of the group's infrastructure this week, the global law enforcement or by global law enforcement and unmasking of its leader Lockbit's up the release of power to decryptor tool and the tagging of 30,000 Lockbit Bitcoin addresses as part of Operation Kronos. It seems the infamous ransomware group is still showing signs of life as one of its variants is seen kicking in the wild. The group apparently also announced Friday it will have a response to a law enforcement trope about its leader once it has finished restoring their infrastructure. More on that later. So basically this goes on to talk about you're seeing, you're still seeing Lockbit stuff in the wild. I actually have an article that I'll talk about. I was going to talk about it later, but I'll actually talk about it next. Cause I'm going to add these, move my, move my, um, 
move my tabs around here so it makes sense what I'm talking about. But, you know, so as opposed to what they did over the weekend, uh, a post on X by Malware Repository VX Underground, who is openly in regular contact with both Lockbit and its contemporary Alf V Black Hat, also insinuated the gang is off life support and still breathing. We asked Lockbit Ransomware Group administrators their thoughts on the past week, VX Underground posted on X on Friday. Lockbit Ransomware Group said they will make formal reply to law enforcement once they finish restoring their infrastructure. So again, they are rebuilding, reconstituting, and boom, there you go. Will we see more of this? Sure. This, this story is going to continue on for a little, little while simply because it is what it is. From a, from a cyber news perspective, this is, you know, this is, this is equivalent to somebody shooting up a shooting up something right so that's a bad that's a bad analogy but it's from a cyber news perspective this stuff with ransomware groups is always going to get the most the most bang for their buck because it's interesting right um and so you know the same thing with alf v there was a dent in alf v's operations in january but they're still continuing to go on so again one thing i said on friday just to make keep in mind again a good thing that law enforcement did this they needed to do that they have good results doesn't mean ransomware is a problem that we can no longer pay attention to we need to continue to pay attention to it and be aware of how they're using their attacks which brings up this example over the weekend uh, from SC Media or scmagazine.com. Cyber attack on change healthcare was an exploit of the ConnectWise flaw. Security experts have warned for the past couple of days that two flaws recently uncovered in ConnectWise Screen Connect, which is a remote meeting application that allows you to share screens and do stuff like that, could become a major cybersecurity story of 2024 and that the healthcare and critical infrastructure sectors were especially vulnerable. Today, we're inching closer to that reality as SC Media has learned that the recent cybersecurity incident at United Health's Change Healthcare that led to slowdowns at pharmacies was caused by a strain of lockbit malware that was used to exploit the vulnerabilities in the ConnectWise Screen Connect. Toby Gauker, Chief Security Officer at Health First or First Health Advisory, stressed that while it was a lockbit strain of malware, it does not mean that the recently okay, well, recently really take down lockbit gang responsible. He doesn't know; he's guessing. But the point here being that ConnectWise is now going to be equivalent, probably, to Move It because we're already starting to see lots of news stories about this being the main vulnerability that bad guys are using, um, and so. Um, there, this is a pretty lengthy article. I'm not going to dig a whole lot into simply to state that here we go with ConnectWise Screen Connect being a problem that we're going to see going forward. I'll be surprised if I don't have one of these news stories on this particular vulnerability this week. And with that, Mal from Malwarebytes, update now. ConnectWise Screen Connect vulnerability needs your attention. Uh-huh. So again, if you haven't paid attention for the last three minutes, let me say this again. ConnectWise is warning self-hosted and on-premises customers that they need to take immediate action to remediate a critical vulnerability in its Screen Connect remote desktop software. This software is typically used in data centers and for remote assistance. Together, ConnectWise partners manage millions of endpoints or clients. A shadow server scan revealed approximately 3,800 vulnerable ConnectWise Screen Connect instances on Wednesday, most of them in the U.S. So if the just shadow server group can can do this kind of intelligence. They posted it. They said, here it is. Uh, so can the bad guys. The bad guys know where these are. One of these um, vulnerabilities is rated as a 10 on the CVSS scale of 0 to 10, with 10 being the worst. The other one is 8.4. So both are pretty bad. Uh, you should update them because the updates exist. So um, this article does kind of talk about the exploits a little bit. We've talked about them previously. So I'm not going to dig into that. The point being here, if you're using ConnectWise Screen Connect, patch the damn thing. Patch it today. Patch it yesterday. Patch it. Otherwise, bad guys are coming for you. All right. From bleepingcomputer.com, Axe Sharma reporting. RCMP, the Royal Canadian Mountain Police, investigating a cyber tech as his website remains down. So the uh, investigation is on itself. 
The Royal Canadian Mounted Police, Canada's national police force, has disclosed that it recently faced a cyber attack targeting its networks. The federal body has started its criminal investigation in the matter as it works to determine the scope of the security breach. Again, it's an incident, probably ransomware, guessing, but who knows. According to a CBC, the Canadian Broadcast Center, I forget what CBC is, I know it's Canadian and Broadcast something. RCMP's Security Chief Officer Paul Brown stated that the police force is managing a cyber event, quote unquote, and has cautioned employees to remain vigilant. The situation is evolving quickly, but at this time there is no impact on RCMP operations and no known threat to the safety and security of Canadians, said an RCMP spokesperson in a media statement. While a breach of this magnitude is alarming, the quick work and mitigation strategies put in place demonstrate the significant steps the RCMP has taken to detect and prevent these types of threats. At this time, there's no evidence of foreign police and intelligence services being impacted by the cyber incident. The Office of Privacy Commissioner has been notified of the attack. Basically, their website's down. Uh, How deeper into that they got, if it's a standalone website on an independent facility probably didn't get too far if it's any way connected to their internal network that's going to be bad and we're probably going to see a lot of more attacks against um, entities that were part of the lockbit coalition law enforcement coalition they're probably being targeted right now hopefully their defenses are up but we'll probably see more news stories like this with the bad guys going after the police because now it's pretty much wartime if you will in the cybersecurity space this is more of a warning type of Report, but this is from Wired.com, Ashley Bellinger reporting from Ars Technica. A vending machine error revealed secret face recognition technology. A student investigation at the University of Waterloo uncovered a system that scanned countless undergrads without consent. Mm, that's interesting. Canadian-based University of Waterloo is racing to remove M&M-branded smart vending machines from campus after outraged students discovered the machines were covertly collecting facial recognition data without their consent. The scandal started when a student using the alias SquidKid47 posted an image on Reddit showing a campus vending machine error message. Um, And they list what it is. It says, Invenda Vending Facial Recognition App.exe. Displayed after the machine failed to launch a face recognition application that nobody expected to be part of the process of using the vending machine. Now, here's the key thing here. And and I've, I've taken to looking at a lot of news stories with some skepticism. This does not mean that this is actually an application on the vending machine that does facial recognition. If I'm a bad guy or I'm kind of, I have a humor in my head, I'll put that kind of error message on a smart machine, like an M&M vending machine to make it look like that. So it's, it's very likely kind of like with the toothbrush story from a few weeks ago, where this toothbrush was part of a bot and a wireless toothbrush part of a bot that turned out not to be that there may be more to the story than we know. Um, because this may not actually be taking facial recognition. Um, I wonder if Eminem even responded to this. Uh, let's see. Uh, that's the one thing here. It doesn't really talk about if they even asked Eminem if that's the case. It does say that Invenda claims their machines are GDPR compliant, meaning that they take the the EU's GDPR privacy rights into account. So ideally, they shouldn't be doing that now. Canada is not in the EU, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but it does say that Adria does not collect any data about its users, does not have any access to identify users of these M&M vending machines. Um, according to a press release, here it is, from Inventa, the maker of M&M candies, Mars was a key part of Inventa's expansion in North America. But again, they don't talk about whether that 
application actually exists. So I'm a little skeptical and that's the case. I mean, if you want an M&M, buy an M&M. I mean, who really cares if they take your job? Trust me, your face has been taken in other places. It's not like the M&M vending machine is going to be the thing that sends everything over the end. But, you know, obviously, if, if true, this just goes to show the expansion and the depth and breadth of this type of data collection across all these smart devices. So, I mean, do you really need a smart vending machine? Honestly, I mean, really, you can't put a dollar in and get M&Ms out that you actually need it to be have a smart technology associated. What do I know? I'm guessing I'm old. CSOonline.com. Sweta Sharma reporting. Hackers find a shortcut to data stored on iPhones, iPads, and Macs. Apple's shortcuts application has a bug that can allow attackers to remotely access sensitive data on Apple devices without the user permission. Apple has advised users to patch their devices against a vulnerability affecting the Apple shortcuts application that can allow hackers to access sensitive data without invoking user permission. The particular flaw, which has a CVE number, which I'm not going to read because no one ever cares about that, but I'm sure, has a critical rate of 7.5 out of 10, means it's kind of bad, but not end of the world bad, um, because of its zero-click exploitation, affecting a range of Apple devices, including MacBooks, iPhones, iPads, and Apple Watches, as they all support the shortcuts application. A shortcut may be able to use sensitive data with certain actions without prompting the user, Apple said in a security advisory, attributing the find to um, some guy, a cybersecurity research consultant at Bitbender. Apple Shortcut is an automation application for Apple users looking to create personalized workflows to streamline their daily tasks. The Shortcut app uh, enables automatic tasking with custom workflows and syncs these workflows called shortcuts across other Apple devices. Additionally, Apple has also also allowed sharing these shortcuts among users. So um, essentially, up, up, update your patches so they've released a patch for these so you can update them and solve your problem but sadly as we know many people will not update and bad things will happen info security magazine not going to spend a lot of time on this article because i'm running out of time it's just the headline is kind of important this is from james coker 78 percent of organizations suffer repeat ransomware attacks after pain almost four and five organizations who paid a ransom demand were hit by a second ransomware attack often by the same threat actor according to cyber reasons ransomware the cost to business study 2024. So you can read more on this if you want to. I'm not going to dig deep into it. Just understand that even after becoming a victim of ransomware, if you don't take the means you required to patch the problem that caused the ransomware to exist in the first place, you're going to have another problem. Um, and so I'm surprised this isn't getting more news play elsewhere because I didn't see this anywhere else other than the last tab that I usually open is for Info Security Magazine, but certainly important. I'll probably post a little bit more about this in the weeks on my Substack, um, And so look for that. So that's going to do it for today as I'm running out of time. Thanks so much for taking the time to download. All these articles are listed in the show notes if you want to refer to them. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. I'll be back again tomorrow because I'm sure there will be more cyber news to report. Cyber Smart Morning News is written and produced by Cyber Guy Productions. Feel free to email thoughts, comments, or suggestions to Darren at thecyberguy.com or follow Darren on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Darren Mott. Thanks for listening.